0: Good morning church would you please rise for our first song
1: Let me share with you from John chapter 20. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked were the disciples for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. And see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his hands. This is God's word. You may be seated.
0: Let us go to God in prayer, so if you would please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning, but we also know that all blessings come from you. All those good things that flow, that come straight from you. And Lord, this morning we ask that you just calm our hearts and our minds as we enter worship. And we ask that uh, you just give us that, uh, that great peace that you have that only you can give. And Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. <laughs>
2: Boys and girls, come on up front. It is time for the kids' message. So come on up here. Find a seat on the floor. Come on up. Looks like most of you got a donut hole on your way in, didn't you? If you didn't get a donut hole on your way in, there's more on the way out. Make sure you grab one, all right? And you can leave it. Your your parents will tell you when you can eat it, all right? Well, I like donut holes. I don't know about you. Those are tasty little things, aren't they? they I don't know why they call it a donut hole. It's not a whole donut. It's a piece of a donut. It's a ball. ball. Yeah, and it's a piece of a donut. It's not a whole donut. A piece of a donut's good, but you know what? A bigger piece of a donut's even better. So this donut hole's not a whole donut. It's a piece of a donut. And this donut isn't whole because there's something missing in the middle. So this isn't a whole donut, but this is called a donut hole. But it's not a whole donut. It's a piece of a donut that's smaller than this donut. That is confusing. I dropped something. Uh-oh, and there's an even smaller piece of a donut. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is a pe- big piece of a donut, a little piece of a donut. It's a donut hole, and there's a hole in this donut. But you know what? I think if you put the two together, then you have a whole donut, a complete donut, Right? I don't know why they don't sell them like this in the store. They cut them into pieces, don't they? Yeah, this is a whole donut, but this is called a donut hole. What? Donuts are supposed to be like that, but they're missing something. They're miss, they, they have a hole in them. They need a, to be put back together. That's a whole donut. This is confusing. I don't know if you're as confused as I am. Uh, Well, what does this have to do with Jesus? That's a great question, isn't it? Let's see if we can figure it out together, okay? Let's see if we can figure this out together. Let's, Let's read what Jesus says in John chapter 20, verses 21 through 22. Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So did you hear what Jesus said? He said, peace be with you. And then he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Well, the peace that Jesus brings isn't like a piece of donut, is it? No, and the Holy Spirit that he gives us isn't like a donut with a hole in it. That's totally different. Yeah. Jesus gives us peace that surpasses all human understanding. He gives us peace. That we can't buy here on earth. No matter how small or big the piece is of something good, the peace that Jesus gives isn't like just adding a little something good to our lives. The peace that Jesus gives means completeness. I'm talking about peace. Jesus gives us peace, and the peace that He gives us means completeness, it means wholeness, it means put back together the way God intended. What? Peace. The peace that Jesus gives fills us up, but not our bellies like a donut. It fills up our soul because the peace that Jesus gives us connects us back with God again. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? The, the peace that Jesus gives us reunites us to God. So can, ever, can everybody hear me? Can you hear me? All right. I got them confused and distracted with donuts. Well, you know what? Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit, and this Holy Spirit gives us the gift of peace. And, you know, that's why Jesus came. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, and it's because the holes in Jesus' hands, in his feet, in his side, the fact that Jesus died on the cross for us to take the punishment for our sins, and that the grave is empty. Jesus is alive and he offers us life with him forever. That's how we can have peace with God again. This peace that fills us up or fills up our souls because it, it makes us not broken again. It reconnects our relationship with God and we have peace with him forever. All right? Well, you guys can take your donuts back to your seats. And wait a second. We're going to pray first. And your parents can tell you when you can eat them. And you can talk to them more about the peace that Jesus gives us, Okay? All right, let's let's pray. Okay, will you pray with me? Can you fold your hands and repeat after me? Come Holy Spirit, fix our brokenness, fill our holes, and grant us peace in you. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can head on back to your seats. Thanks for coming up.
1: All right, as the kids are making their way back, I hope you're ready for this. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. I know you're thinking, wait a it. Wait a minute. That was last week. Just so you know, every Sunday when we get together, I call it like a mini Easter celebration. Yes, we, we have a big one on Easter Sunday, you bet. But every time we get together, it is that truth. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. And we're going to talk about that in the sermon coming up. I want to welcome everyone here. Glad you're with us in worship. Uh, this is a time where we celebrate that resurrected, victorious God who has done so much for you and for me. A very special welcome to our guests. Met somebody just at the last second, you know, as I was going over there and um, so glad you're here. Come on back. We'd love to get, uh, have you here. I'd love to get to know you. Stop at Next Steps, which is in the family gathering space, that direction. Uh, meet you, greet you, give you a gift. A couple things that will be coming up, just so you're aware. Uh, if you have a prayer request, you can submit those by texting those. Uh, if you'd like to take communion, I'll just say it very briefly. Um, we believe it's the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And if that is your belief, we encourage you to come and celebrate. That's going to take place soon. And just uh, a little heads up, for those of you in this section, or these two right here, um, we're going to have two lines coming forward. All right, so we're going to have actually four different ways, uh, stations for you to uh, be served. But you come forward, you come to the middle, and come forward in two lines, and we will serve you. All right, just so you're aware of that. And then we'll have our normal ones here. And this way you're going to exit towards the wall and come around. And hopefully that will all work out as we celebrate that gracious gift God has given. All right, a couple um, announcements. April 26th, Servant Appreciation. Uh, this is what happens when people go to a conference and they come back. And they say, hey, we were in, we were in a little session and they talked about how they don't use the word volunteer anymore that they use the word servant, and then they explain the reason why. I like it. I think that this idea that we are servants is a really good picture. So we're going to have a celebration of that on April 26th uh, at 6.30 in the youth lobby. Yes, for all of those who have served, but I'm also going to invite, if you haven't served and you're figuring out how how do I get involved, how do I serve, why don't you come as well? We'd love to kind of meet you, greet you, get you plugged in, because serving, using your gifts is a blessing to others, but it's also a blessing to you. Also, we have a voters meeting today at 12 o'clock, and if I could, you know, I I don't do this often, but I'm going to do this today. I'm going to say, please come. If you are a member of 1C, please come. Even if you have other plans, move them. This is a very important meeting as we consider calling a, uh, what we call a part-time, right, pastor of student ministries. We want the body of Christ to gather together, to hear, to ask questions, and pray, and then vote on what is the direction that God wants us to do. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do really the big ask. You might be thinking voters' meetings are not not for you. Um, I'm going to disagree with you lovingly. It is for you. If you're a member here, this is, this is part of what it is to be a member. So 12 o'clock, one agenda item. It is to listen and hear and pray and vote. So please, if you would, uh, consider doing that. And the last announcement will be the Joy Baskets. Um, they're going to be passed during the next song. And let me just tell you. We call them joy baskets because the Bible talks about there's joy in giving. So think about the blessings God has given you, and out of joy and thanksgiving, we return with thanks. So may God bless our time together as we worship this resurrected Lord. May it be a blessing to all of us. Amen.
3: Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. We'll speak what is true. Do you sing this with me? Sing. Here's my heart. my heart.
1: now prepare for Holy Communion, let's take a time to profess what we believe about our sinfulness, our need for a Savior, what is in this meal, and how we are to live our life. So let's share this together out loud. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord, in and through his body, the Church, by regular group worship, study of God's Word, cheerful giving thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And may God bless you as we celebrate his love for us.
3: Still, you accept me anyway and I live with the past I can't get past cause it still haunts me so I'm asking for the courage to make a change cause by your grace Grace, I've been
4: set free.
3: That's it.
1: Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen.
0: Let us pray. Almighty God, we humble ourselves before you as we bring our prayers to you, spoken and in our hearts from our 1C family. A prayer that the meds will work for me so I can feel back to normal. Prayers for successful surgery for Barb Michael give her peace and comfort and complete healing. For the Porter family, as they mourn the loss of Rex, prayers as they navigate through their sorrow. For the Arnold Mace family, as Arnold passed away, give Mark, Susan, and the entire family peace and comfort, knowing that he is abiding with you in his heavenly home, and a prayer of safety for our son who is making a quick trip from Nebraska to, North Car- to Nebraska from North Carolina. Gracious God, every morning is good and brand new when we wake up to your grace, mercy, and love. We thank you for hearing our prayers. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Okay. Let's stay on that slide for a second. And, and I don't know if you know, like, I don't remember much about my school days, but when there is an exclamation mark at the end, it really is what's called an emphatic tense, which means, ah, this is like great. Can we try it again? Remembering it's an exclamation mark, also remembering what happened about 2,000 years ago. So, hallelujah, Christ is risen. Ah, I love it. Now we're going to do it a little differently because punctuation marks matter. Look at the punctuation mark at the end. And would you please say it like the punctuation mark says? Ready? Alleluia, Christ is risen? Hallelujah. Have you had a moment like that ever? The disciples did, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. But I'm going to give you a summary. Now, I was going to go a different direction. I had somebody else that was going to come up here, and we're going to do it. Then you just kind of do plan B, right? So this is a, um, this is a timeline of Jim Thielen's life a little bit. Um, it could be yours. Maybe you could fill in the bank. Maybe you've had moments like this where there's a battle between the exclamation mark and the question mark. There's always a battle. I'm going to tell you, if you're as human as I am, there is a battle where there's times we're going to say, alleluia, Christ is risen, exclamation mark, woo-hoo, give me a high five, and then there's going to be moments where we say, alleluia, Christ is risen. How can that be? So, I, I don't remember a lot in my, my uh, youth. I just don't. I mean, some really good things happen, but I remember sitting and watching the TV and wondering if my brother is going to be drafted for the Vietnam War. Anybody have a moment like that? Remember those moments? Yeah. I mean, it was just, for me, emotional. Because it's like, what's going to happen to my older brother? Wow. And I, without thinking at the time, because I didn't think really religiously or spiritually, I think I'm like, okay, God, where are you? Why would my brother have to go to war and you know, all the stuff that a kid would go through? How about this one? Will Kristen go out with me? You know, when I first laid eyes on her, I'm like, wow. For you kids, you you won't know this phrase. She's the cat's meow, right? She's like all that, you know? But I'm like, I'm wrestling with this. Is this going to turn out good? And and then some of you know the story. I, I was so brave, I asked somebody to ask her out for me. Or how about after a year and a half of dating... She writes me this letter. I mean, letter, like letter. I took it as a Dear John letter. She wrote it as some spiritual, I'm going to trust God with my life letter. She was going to go away to college. So I had a question mark. First married. Um, We're at the seminary. And I, I needed, we needed to use our gas card. You know, back in the days, you'd have a, gas credit card. Um, I needed to use it to buy groceries. So we had to go to a gas station and get the things so we can have some food. Question mark, maybe? How about the birth of our first child? Labor and delivery, everything was going great until nurses and doctors start flying around inside of the delivery room. Things were not going as planned and Literally, they asked me to step back. And I was, I was a believer in Jesus at the time, right? But I had question marks going on in my head. And everything turned out great. Grace of God. Um, Chuck E. Cheese, Saginaw. I'll never forget leaving my seven-year-old behind. There's a big, long, hairy story to it. I'm not going to get into it. But I'll tell you, driving um, in traffic, Saginaw, when we realized that we left him, it was probably a seven-minute drive from that point to Chuck E. Cheese. Question marks flying in my head. Or that same son was in a severe car accident. Um, It was uh, driving on the highway with his uncle and aunt and family, and a a semi-truck hit them from behind, going like 75 miles an hour. He didn't have a seatbelt on, didn't know what was going to happen. I I was waiting to pick him up in um, a town between Milwaukee and Saginaw, and somebody comes into McDonald's and says, I'm looking for a Jim Thelen, Um, and then, you know, I raised my hand, they said, your family's in a car accident, they're being taken. I had a lot of question marks driving from that McDonald's to the hospital, and then I was waiting. I'll never forget that. My parents' death. Emotionally, there were a lot of question marks. I won't get into that. Or how about my oldest daughter getting married? Great guy, really good, but I'm going to hand my oldest daughter over to somebody that I, I really don't know, I mean, that well. I wrestled with that a little bit. Or my youngest son was in a rollover accident. Okay. Um, he told me he was going to go to a friend's house, but instead he went spelunking. Anybody you know the spur- what spelunking is? Cave kind of climbing, right? And they 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 did it at like twelve in the morning or one in the morning. And so you get a phone call saying he's in an accident, and he's okay. I, we don't know what that meant, and he was okay, but question marks drive in there. Um, Kristen and her brain tumor. She had that about five years ago. Had surgery. Um, Again she had so much faith she kind of laughed when the doctor said it. Um, But inside I had all these question marks rolling on. My heart attack. I was good with me. But I had this sense of fear and question marks about what about my family? How are they going to do in those split moments when you're on a gurney. Kristen's continued health and well-being is, there's question marks along the way. What happens at 1C? Decisions, like this voters meeting we're going to have? I mean, there's like, like question marks that are abounding all over the place. Now, you could fill in your own to these, all right? This is Jim Thielen's timeline. And there are a lot of blessings along the way, too. But these are things where there were moments where I probably felt, hallelujah, Christ is risen? Let me try to connect again. There we go. We'll just say um, fourth or fifth century, all right, Um, there were a bunch of people that got together and put together a lectionary or a pericope, which are the assigned readings for the church. And some churches throughout the world use these, and there's different ones. Well, today, you heard the reading that is being read, like, all over the place in lots of churches. The reading from John chapter 20. And um, I couldn't help but think that The theme for today is the theme for the disciples at the moment, from fear to peace, from fear, question marks, to peace, exclamation mark, assurance, boldness, confidence. I mean, steadfast, thick through thick and thin and ups and downs. And when you look at the storyline of the disciples, you know, after this moment, it's like their lives were changed. And they were so passionate about the gospel that they were willing to die for the gospel. I mean, so from fear as in behind closed doors, for fear of the Jews, to out of the room and going and doing Something took place in the lives of the disciples. Now, um, this reading from John chapter 20 is known as one of the post resurrection appearances. So we have this timeline from when Jesus rose again to when he's going to ascend into heaven, and that's a 40 day period. All right, so there's 40 days between the resurrection. And then when Jesus is going to go up into heaven, and you there's lots of graphs up there. You can find your own, but this is the one I think is very succinct. And if you just take a look at, on the top line, the third one from the left, the 11 disciples minus Thomas in those verses, John 20, 19 to 25. But then I included the second time that Jesus shows up and talks to Thomas and really shows what's going on. Now that... That moment is just eight days after this one, because you can find that up there too. So here we have um, a very important moment in the lives of the disciples. And I just want you to pause for a second and take the journey with me. Because I'll tell you, when I went through my, my list here, there were many moments I was behind a closed door locked for fear of my brother being drafted in Vietnam. A brain tumor. I mean, and you could fill in your own blank. Maybe where you were behind a door, locked for fear of something. We all have those moments, right? And what happened for the disciples, I do believe he wants to happen happen to us. So just take this journey as we look at these words. I want you to step into the story for a moment. And be one of those disciples. Right? Be one of those disciples. So let me take you to the word that Jesus shared when he suddenly appeared. I mean, I, I love this concept, right? They think they're, like, closed off from everybody. And it says, suddenly he shows up. But he says something to them that is so profound, so spot on, it was to hit them right here affect their heart because their heart was with question marks, right? Whatever. And here's the word. In Greek, the word is irene, irene. And Jesus says that to them. And I and I like this, right? Because Jesus is known as the prince of peace. It's one of the titles for him. And he comes into the room and he says peace be with you. He is the peace. He is with them. And he's saying it to them. And I, I'm not quite sure they're getting it because he had to repeat it again a little bit later in his visit. And I'll just tell you, there are times in my life and maybe you you know what this is like where you're in the middle of a circumstance and situation and you know what God wants to say to you. And you're like, question mark. And he just keeps standing there and he says, Jim, Peace be with you. Now, that's what Jesus used, right? Again, Greek, we have the Greek, we have that. But he's also Jewish, so he's using Greek, but he's also thinking of, of another word for peace. Anybody know what that word is for peace that's in Hebrew, one that can be often said? Yeah, shalom. So let me just give you, I, I love the, this definition or this description of it. Shalom was used as both a greeting and a farewell. Not flippantly. It wasn't just meant to wish a person a lack of war or struggle. Rather, shalom goes deeper. Shalom might be called the peace of the Lord. It is completeness, soundness, well-being, complete reconciliation. One of the names of God is Yahweh Shalom or the Lord of our peace. And Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. True shalom is only reached how? You could read it. Yeah, I like hearing that. I need to be reminded of it. So true shalom is reached how? Yeah, and maybe we'll even put the word only. It's not going to be found in a a spouse, a child, a work situation, or great health. I mean, those things are good. Please don't get me wrong. I think those are really good. But true shalom is only when God is present. And if you could put on your thinking caps for a second, when God isn't present, what shows up? What? Yeah, evil The devil, he whispers all kinds of things in your head and he wants to get it into your heart and he wants to push and pull all that he does. So honestly, this list, there were times that I wasn't turning to God. No wonder I did not have the shalom, the peace, the irene. And I had more question marks than exclamations. And I don't know if you're there with me, if you understand what this feels like, I'm going to tell you, this is humanity 101. This is just the way it is. So I want to walk through you. Um, you know, when Jesus visits the disciples 2,000 years ago, again, step into the story, okay? Please step into the story. He visits you also. It's, it's literally the story 2000 years ago Jesus coming to the disciples behind the door that was locked. I please understand. That is the storyline. But I want you to step into the story and say okay. If Jesus stepped into the disciples' life like that, do you think maybe he's going to step into my life? Do you think maybe he wants to teach me what true shalom and peace is like? The answer is yes. I'm not going to leave it up to your imagination to answer it. It's yes. He wants you to have true shalom. He wants you to have this peace. So let me take you on the journey. And it's very brief. I'm just going to touch on the components of what we heard in John chapter 20. Read it yourself this week. This post-resurrection appearance of Jesus and the one we're going to do next week, and then the week after that we talk about Jesus being the good shepherd. These are the appointed readings for the Sundays. So these are things that people are going to be doing all over the place. All right, the first thing. He hmm, um he commissions us. There's actually a slide. I'm going to go back for a second if I maybe I missed it. I can't go back. All right. Let me let me read you from John 20:19. And this is where he accepts us. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with doors locked for the fear of Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And the title for the slide would say, he accepts you. He comes to right where you are at. He doesn't sit back and say, all right, I told you I was going to be gone. Just keep trusting in me and you come to me. That's not what he does, because he knows human nature. He understands that when fear gets in the way, when question marks come, we don't go towards God. We go away from him. And the question marks just get bigger and bigger. So he comes to them. Is this reminiscent of another moment that happened at the very beginning of time? What? Who are the main characters? Anybody say it out loud so everybody can hear. Use your outside voice. Adam and Eve and and God. And they sinned. They kind of questioned, right? I can't be from the... Yeah, I can. And they ate. They realized what they did. And what did they do? They hid. Hmm, hmm. Behind the locked door? Well, there weren't doors back then. There was like a bush. But They hid. They hid behind their fears. They hid behind their question marks. So what does God do? Does he sit back and go, okay, I'm going to wait for you to come to me? Nope. He goes to them. Just like Jesus went to the disciples in the middle of their question marks, in the middle of their fears, and he says, "Irene." He says, ultimately, shalom. He ultimately says, peace. Not the way the world defines it, but peace. And he accepts them right where they're at. All right, secondly, he commissions us. Second time, Jesus says the word peace. He says, again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me I am sending you. In other words, take what you've received this Irene, this Shalom, this peace, this exclamation mark and assurance of who God is. Take that. Take that and go. Go. Thirdly, he equips us. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. He knew that they couldn't do it on their own. So he he breathed. He breathed on them and gave them this gift so that when they go out from behind the closed door that was locked for fear, They're going to go out with this exclamation mark that, yes, Christ is risen, and he is risen indeed, and I'm going to live like that, and I'm going to share that, even if there's fear all around me, even if there's question marks that are abounding in the world they're going, and I'm going to say that's for us. We live in a world where there's so many question marks about where is God, what is he doing, We have the exclamation mark. We have the assurance that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He motivates us. And with. It says if you forgive anyone's sins. Their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them. They are not forgiven. And I believe it's kind of wrapped up into this whole idea of forgiveness. Remember when Jesus taught them how to pray? Forgive us our sins as we forgive others who have sinned against us. This idea of forgiveness is connected to this idea of peace. We will not have peace unless we have forgiveness. So he says, get ready to go out there and share this message. Get ready to share it. Don't withhold it. But share it. Offer this peace, this Irene, to people who are troubled with their sin. And and, and again, if they're not sorry for their sin, don't, don't give it to them. Don't just throw it haphazardly around and say, God loves you. He wants that rhythm of, I'm sorry, Lord, and hear those words of forgiveness. But he says, go and, and do this. And now the last last thing. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. And I'll just say, for us as Christians, as Lutheran Christians, we believe some of those signs that bless us immensely the signs of the Word of God. He's given us the Bible. We can read for ourselves what God has done, and that's going to empower us to believe that he is the Messiah. He is the one that brings peace. That's beautiful. He gives us baptism, where he comes down to us and says, I'm going to put my name on you, and I'm going to bring you into my family, and this is going to be perfect. And then he gives us communion as a sign, a symbol And even more than that, a reminder of who he is as he is in this meal. But I believe he keeps on speaking. I'll just say this week has not been um, maybe one of my top ten weeks. Just in general. Nothing really big. Just dealing with stuff. And here's how God speaks. One of the stones that were placed um, by my door or right inside my door, I don't know how they got into my door, whatever, is a stone that says, trust in your Lord. Does God still speak today? Whoever did this, God used. So, these things are written. Yes, what John wrote. That's really good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna even say right here, right now, somebody decided to take what the Bible said, put it on a stone, and put it by my door and say, Don't forget, this is your exclamation mark. Trust in your Lord. So, hallelujah! Christ is risen. All right, please stand. Let me share with you the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace now and forever. Amen.
4: and serve the Lord.